I'm going to be pretty brief with this, but I do want to just um, reflect on this story and some of it we've already actually heard in, in this nativity scene. But uh, before I do and before we continue in worship, I would, I'd love it if you guys would pray with me. Lord, so thankful um, for the opportunity to be here this evening and to, uh, to celebrate Jesus and, and what he's done and his coming. And Lord, we just pray for uh, the continued time that we have today. Um, as we look at your word uh, now and, and as we continue in singing songs of worship to you, we just want to remember um, that this day is about you and this, this time and season is about how you came to earth and gave your life for us and uh, sacrificed all things that, that we would have the opportunity and the ability to come before our Father in heaven, righteous and whole. And so Lord, we just give ourselves to you, uh, broken, tired, uh, humbled, and we just want to be your servants, Lord. So uh, bless this time as we look at your word and, and continue in worship. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so I'm going to read from uh, Luke chapter 2 and then just uh, share a few thoughts on, on this passage um, before we continue in worship. So Luke 2, 8 uh, to 14. Some of this you've probably probably heard in the nativity here just a minute ago, but, but uh, read along with me. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, a, uh, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Another version of uh, uh, that passage in the NIV says, Glory to God in the highest heaven, on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Um, I like both these versions, but just trying to get at this, this question of, uh, like, listen to what the angel says to these believe to these shepherds as they're as they're proclaiming the birth of Jesus. It says, "Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased." It can be very easy just to like listen to that statement as a general offering of peace, right? God is giving peace to all people, but there's actually some very specific language here. It says, "On earth peace among those." with whom he is pleased. So we have to ask a couple questions. Um, on earth, who is promised peace by this verse? Claire? People. People. Any particular type of person that is given peace from God in this verse? Claire? Mary. Yeah, yeah definitely Mary, for sure. Uh, anybody else? Not Claire? She's got two. Yeah, Hattie? Mankind, okay. No? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Any others? Those on whom his favor rests, or those whom he, with whom he is pleased. Those who receive peace are the ones whom he uh, has found pleasurable in his sight, who, on whom he has rested his favor. And so, you know, follow-up question to that is like, how do you please God? How are we supposed to bring, bring pleasure to God? How are we supposed to know that his favor is resting 
on us. Um, I'm challenged by this because, you know, you read verses in Romans like this, Romans 3, 10 to 12. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. In Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And now there he's talking about all, as in all of us as humans. We all have fallen short and continue to fall short. And none of us seek God. None of us understand in the humanity. But God says there's this opportunity for his peace to go forward to those with whom he is pleased. As we consider the advent of Jesus, what has happened and what is so significant about his coming is that we didn't have the opportunity to please God. We were not capable in ourselves to do so. And because Jesus came, the opportunity to please God is now at hand. Not in our own works, because none of us seek God. We seek our own comfort and our own uh, pleasure. We seek sin and fall short of God's glory. But we know, as we've been walking through the Advent this past season, that when we follow Jesus, God looks down on us and no longer sees us and our futile efforts. Even our good works that we're doing, he doesn't see the, the inadequacy of those works. As we follow Jesus and place our trust in the coming bridegroom that is here, he sees Jesus. And so the only way that, that we can have the peace that God offers is because God has given his son for us to, uh, to follow and to trust in. And now by us doing that, his favor does rest on us. And he is pleased with us, not because of our stack of works, not because of uh, you know, our, our, our record of minimal sin or whatever it is. It's not about how much we've done or not done. It's now about what Jesus has done for us. And so we can say confidently that the Lord's favor rests on us, not because of me, but because of Jesus. And so Jesus gives us this peace, and it's described by Paul as, as this in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And it's a command because we have to cling to it. Okay? It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. You now have the ability to talk to the Father in heaven because of what Jesus has done. And have a relationship with him. And so when you are anxious and when you are troubled and when circumstances are hard, you can go to him boldly because of Christ. And the, the treasure that he gives you, we talked about this last week on Sunday, is that there's an eternal view that is now present to us. And so this peace of God that is eternal, not temporal, not based on things that are happening today, but based on what God has purchased for us in our eternal future, that that peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Over the past month, again, we've, been, um, we've seen how we ought to respond to the advent of Jesus, the bridegroom of the church, and I'd say there's four things we've seen. We've seen that we need to humbly respond to the calling of the Lord. The Lord came to Mary and Joseph and called them to do a very difficult and a uh, uh, hard thing to follow, one that a lot of people maybe look down on and, and, and judge them for. But they humbly responded to the Lord and followed him. 
We saw from Philippians 2 that we ought to follow Jesus, follow his model and follow his mission, right? He was on a mission. That mission was to bring unity in the body of Christ. And the model of how to do so was to not, not count equality with God something to be grasped, but rather give up his entire self. We saw a couple weeks ago that in light of this, we ought to submit unto one another out of reverence for Christ. Not like ordering each other's, you know, ordering each other's judgment of where we're at, but rather looking to Christ and going, I'm going to submit to my brothers and sisters of Christ because of how Christ showed me how to, how to follow him. And finally, we saw to, that we ought to live in light of the eternal glory of God. That our focus should not be on what we can stack up for ourselves here on this earth, but rather what God has purchased for us in heaven. And so the angels give this testimony to the, to the shepherds and say, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And their response is the same as Joseph and Mary. They go in verse uh, 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, just as the angels had said, just as the promise had been given. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at the shepherds, at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these things up in her heart, pondering them in her heart. Everyone looking at this coming together, just piece by piece. At the first, Mary and Joseph were alone in this, right? God spoke to them. He said, you guys got to go do this. You got to go to Bethlehem. You're going to have this baby. And they thought it was just them that knew right? No one else knew. Elizabeth, maybe, right? And now the shepherds are told the same thing. And just imagine the comfort of God saying, I am doing this thing and I am revealing it on your behalf. And so we today get to take the response of the shepherds and and put it into action in our lives and shape our lives around worshiping Jesus, worshiping now and forevermore. The shepherds, when they had spent this time with Mary and Joseph and seen what was just told to them by an angel fulfilled directly before them, were in awe of what was happening. And in verse 20, it says, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The proper response to the advent of Jesus is to praise him and glorify him. For the, for the rest of our lives. To join with what we will do in eternity and use how God has gifted us and strengthened us to honor him with all that we have. What he's poured out in us, we pour out to him. We do it in, in works that he's called us to do. We do it in prayers with the saints. We do it in fellowship and encouragement. And we do it also in song. And so I just encourage you as we think about how Jesus has come, we're going to sing a few more songs tonight uh, before we close up. Um, Worship your king. He's done so much for us. He's given his life. He's not counted equality with God, something to be grasped, even though he was God. (laughs) Praise him. Jason and uh, Marcus are going to come up now and and, uh, sing a few songs for us. But uh, before they do, I'll close us in prayer. Lord, so thankful for Jesus, so thankful for this season to celebrate him and to 
um, give him honor and praise and glory. Lord, I pray that you would show us how, um, show us how we can give him glory with our lives, how we can praise him and, and, uh, and, and bring him pleasure and favor. God, we're so grateful for Jesus. Lord, we, we, all we want to do in our lives is honor him and glorify him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.